1: Thank you for joining us today. The name of the first book of the Bible is Genesis, which means beginning. The definition of this first book makes it clear. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There is no Big Bang Theory. There is only God. He took what was nothing and created the universe. Only our sovereign God can make something with all its complexities and intricacies out of nothingness. Listen in with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander speaks to us about the creation of the heavens and the earth.
2: Take care of my house. Take care of my children. And she trusted in the sovereignty of God. Oh, God, I wish I could labor a long time on the sovereignty of God. You know, we think about God as sovereign. It'll move your fear. It'll cause you to rest in him. Huh? Rest of him, when you're sick, or uh, when your children are acting up, or uh, when a problem that you, that seems insurmountable and more than you can bear, you know that this too shall pass and God's gonna take care of you therein. Number five, let's go before I get too happy with the sovereignty. Then you have, uh, God is omnipresent. God is omnipresent. This means that God is everywhere present with his whole being at all times. God is is everywhere present with his whole being at all times. There is absolutely nowhere you can go to escape the presence of Almighty God. That's powerful. His omnipresence is unlimited by space and unaffected by darkness. A good illustration of God's omnipresence is that he lives in every believer. How does he live in you and then he indwells me and everybody in here at the same time, if you know him, it's because he's omnipresent. Hey, I preach here, and then I can go to Mozambique, Africa, and preach there, and God is there, and we're enjoying God there and worship and dealing with the things off in the bush and the villages while you're enjoying God and worship way over here, and God is just as engaged in worship here as he is in Mozambique, and yet we are worshiping him at the same time. How, is, how, does, that, how does that happen? That's staggering. That's, how, if I told you all to li- stand up and lift your hands and pray to God, and God can hear every one of your prayers as if you were just praying by yourself, and he answer your prayer or not answer your prayer, specifically, e- even though all of you are praying different prayers at the same time, I mean, that that, can, that thing can go so many directions. This means that God is everywhere present with his whole being at all times. There is absolutely nothing, uh, nowhere you can go to escape the presence of God. His omnipresent is unlimited by space and unaffected by darkness. A good illustration is his omnipresence being in every believer. He's present within every believer. A uh, good scripture on that is Psalms 139, verses 7 through 12. Yeah, have your Bibles. You need to turn it out. It's just so great. Man, this is just finger-licking good. Uh, Psalms 139, uh, verses 7 through 12, dealing with the omnipresence of Almighty God. Y'all hanging with me? Oh, this is just so wonderful. Uh, When you finally say amen, okay. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? You know, some people think they can run from God. Jonah thought he could run from God. And God sent that big old whale. They put him off the ship. And God saw him in the belly of that whale. God, you, you, how you run from God? Many times we preachers, we're running from the ministry. We say we are running from God. And really we're saying we're running from the call of responsibility. You can't really run from God who's everywhere present. But, but I understand what people are saying. And I understood what I said even back then. Verse 8, if I ascend into heaven you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. Verse 9. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Verse 12. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you. The darkness shall not hide from you. Nothing can be hidden from God. Not even the God is not saying, Oh, it's so dark I can't see that person in the dark. He says, even the darkness shall not hide from you. But listen at this, underline this. But the night shines as the day. That's a powerful thought. The night shines as the day. In other words, God is not looking through thick darkness to see you. In other words, God doesn't see that darkness. God, the the, the the night shines as the day. Think about it. You need to pause on that. God is not even seeing dark, he's seeing light in darkness. That's awesome. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. They're both alike to you. That's staggering. Dealing with the omnipresence of God. God knows where you are. He sees where you are. And everything you do, God knows about it. There are no secrets when dealing with God. Number six, God is omnipotent. Say omnipotent. This means that God is all powerful and all power belongs to him. It means that God is all powerful and all power belongs to him. It means that he is self-existent and self-sustained. And his power cannot be diminished. No one can diminish the power of almighty Jehovah God. And everything came into existence by the power of his word. God didn't have trouble making anything. God is all powerful. All power belongs to him. He is self-existent, self-sustained. His power cannot diminish. He has as much power now as he did 3,000 years ago, 4,000 years ago, 5,000 years ago. Psalms 89, 11 through 12a says, the heavens are yours. The the earth also is yours. We see his power in creation. The world in all its fullness. You have founded them, the north and the south you have created. You have created them. Isaiah 48:13. I love this verse, dealing with God's creation, his creative work. Indeed, my hand has laid the foundation of the earth, and my right hand has stretched out the heavens. See there, God here, there's a good illustration of the anthropomorphism of God uh, is speaking of his right hand, but we said God is what? A spirit, but here it's dealing with his right hand stretching out the heavens. He uses hand here so you can get a grasp of his creative aspect, even though he is spirit, you see. When I call to them, they stand together. Wow! <sighs> they move at the word of God. Hebrews 1, 3 says, who being the brightness of his glory, And the express image of his person and upholding, upholding all things by the power of his word, by the power of his word. He upholds all things. Wow. He's omnipotent. He's all powerful by the power of his word. If God just says, let go, all of us would be zapped out of here. We'll be burned to we, 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 I mean, it, it, it'll be chaotic if he just said, let go. And yet, some of you have the audacity to play around with God.
1: As Pastor Rander continues today's teaching, he reveals to us the monumental contribution of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, from a historical and foundational perspective, spanning the scriptures as a whole. All the way to the Revelation, the last book of the Bible. In other words, God is Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Listen as Pastor Rander continues to minister to us today through this powerful and enlightening message from the word of God.
2: Number seven, the final one, and then we'll stop here for now. God is omniscient. God is omniscient. Uh, You see the word spelled up there. He's omniscient. This means God knows everything past, everything present, and everything future. That's nothing that God does not know. He's omniscient. He knows everything what? Past, present, and future. In other words, he is perfectly acquainted with every detail of every being in heaven, in earth, and in hell. Every being in heaven, earth, or hell, my God and your God is perfectly acquainted with every detail and every minute aspect of every person in heaven, every person on earth, every person in hell, huh? He's acquainted with every detail of the star, the butterfly, huh? The cocoon, the flower, the grass, the cow, every detail of everything you can imagine, and those things that we don't even know about that exist. Man has not discovered everything that is to be discovered in this vast solar system. We only know a smidget of what God has out there, huh? And by the way, oh God, messing with me now. You just mentioned me. You say, "Oh, stop, stop looking for life on Mars." Thank you, God. Stop living for life on Mars. They're doing all wasting all that money and can't even settle the debt crisis. Huh? You you looking try to spend all that stuff, all that money trying to understand Mars and trying to see if there's life on Mars and you can't even kill cancer. I think we need to deal with some of the elements and issues of our day. And leave these planets. Go on and look at, observe it. But stop telling me it's like God put us on Earth. He ain't say nothing about no Venus and Neptune and all these other tunes and all. God made. He put us on Earth, and He wanted us to be on the moon. We wouldn't need us. We wouldn't need a spacesuit nor a spaceship to get there. The reason you the reason they need spaceships and uh, outfits. Because we don't belong there. You think we belong there? Take it off. <laughs> See how long you'll last. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Listen, we better stay here on earth and do what God told us to do here. Let God handle His creation. You know, you're not going to understand all that, you don't even understand Earth. Oh, God. Now, that was a side note. Let me go on. He's omniscient. He even knows what's in the dark. And absolutely nothing can be hidden from him, look, or even forgotten by him. Unless he wills himself to forget. He has perfect knowledge. That's incomprehensible right there. God has perfect knowledge. Everything is naked and open in his sight everything naked you say i got clothes on you still naked before god god not looking through all that oh i can look listen god see you buck naked god see everything he sees your not nah, he said what well, my outer part. yeah he sees your inside too he sees your heart pumping he sees your blood running i'm just gonna get personal he see everything he knows how you functioning y'all getting quiet now but it's true absolutely you say say everything Everything is naked and open in his sight. There's nothing God can't see. What a soul searching thought that nothing can be concealed from a God who knows everything. Therefore, you can be sure your sins will find you out. Huh? God sees you when you're taking your clothes off with somebody that's not your spouse. Huh? God sees that. God sees you who are on porn And your family don't know about it. And sometimes they walk in there and discover that you own it. God knows when you are texting inappropriately. Social media can be a great asset. But it at the same time can be a great liability. Because you can go back and reacquaint yourself with somebody you used to date while you married to your husband or wife. Social media can do that, huh? huh? You say, all that stuff you say, well, that, that email, you, you, you hit the delete button, huh? And, and then you can burn it up. But God still know you did it. <laughs> That's why there has to be a day of judgment. He's going to call you into account. There's not enough FBI agents. There's not enough police forces to keep up with all your sins. So one day we're going to stand before God and we're going to give an account to God who knows everything about you. That's why you need to repent every day. You're not ever going to bed without confessing your sins because God knows what you did. You say, I didn't get caught. Yes, you did. God caught you. (laughs) God saw you. He saw that lie. He saw that you're trying to cover up that lie with another lie. Y'all getting quiet in here now. Ooh, omniscience is big. Oh, Numbers 32, uh, chapter 32, verse 23, B says, and be sure your sins will find you out. Isaiah 40 and 28 says, have you not known? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? His understanding is unsearchable. Ah, his understanding. You cannot grasp in your finite thinking the understanding of God. It is unsearchable. Ezekiel chapter 11 verse 5 and 6 says, The Spirit of the Lord fell upon me and said to me, Speak, thus saith the Lord. Thus you have said, O house of Israel, for I know the things that come into your mind. Y'all need, oh, yeah, everybody with a Bible, got to turn there. Got to turn there. We got to read that. Yourself. You need to see that. If you haven't torn that page out, you got to see it. Okay. Herb turn to Ezekiel. Now, we, we do the books of the Bible every Sunday so you can get there as fast as you can. Okay. Ezekiel 11. Chapter 11, verses five and six. You need to highlight this, especially that last phrase. Y'all hanging with me? Okay. It says, Then the spirit of the Lord fell upon me and said to me, Speak. Thus said the Lord, Thus you have said, O house of Israel, for I know the things that come into your mind. For I know the things that come into your mind. Thoughts you think about your husband you don't say? Thoughts you think about your wife that you don't say? Thoughts about me that you don't say? Or have said? Huh? Thoughts you think about one another? Thoughts you think in the church that's inappropriate? Looking at somebody, inappropriate. When you're fantasizing, Huh? in relationship with your wife, about somebody else. He's not quite as getting. Huh? Huh? Uh, the, The desire to want to do something. You're not done it, but you're meditating on it. And nobody around you know what you're thinking about. But God knows. He said, I know what you're thinking. I see that thought. Every thought that comes into your mind, appropriate, inappropriate, Holy or unholy, God knows and we are going to give a, an account to our thinking. Whatever man thinks in his heart, a woman thinks in his, ho- in her heart, so is she or he. What are you thinking about? What's in your mind? What's been lingering in your mind too long about somebody? Who are you bitter at? Who are you cussing out in your thinking? Who are you having sex with in your thinking? Huh? What ugliness of thought has, has caught such a stronghold until it's possessed you? Daniel chapter 2 verse 22 says, he reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness. Notice he keeps focusing on darkness in the darkness, and light dwells with him. You know why? He keeps saying, dog, 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 because some of the most damnable things are done in the dark. Some of y'all won't do certain things in the day that you'll do in the dark. And some of you gotten so bold in the dark that you'll do it in the day. Huh? It's something about that darkness. that Satan loves fooling around in the dark. That's why you need to go home. You know what I said? You need to go home. Wait, why are you out two o'clock in the morning? You're not trying to do some homework. You're, in the, you're some, by some shenanigans. You got a wife and children? Can't get yourself. Take yourself home. Yeah. Take your rebellious real end home. That's a nice way of saying it. That's right. You are too old to be a sugar daddy. That's right. Go home. A whole lot of houses would be safer and better if that dad and mama saw so you. Mamas are worse. They got a lot of running in them too. That's right. You dress a certain way, so you want somebody to get a certain look at you. No, pull your dress down. Be decent about yourself. You got a husband. You not for sale. That's right. That's right. You got some women love to run around. I always want to be outdoors. That's why you can't be a homemaker. You're supposed, to be a, you're supposed to make that home. Help that house. That's why nobody can smell bacon cooking. Because you being somebody else's bacon. If Christians go home, you save yourself a whole lot of trouble. Listen, I've learned to go home. When I get through dealing with all this administrative work and sermon preparation, dealing with with all the stuff at at the house and all this, listen, I'm too tired. I want to go home. I'm going straight. Unless I got to get me some gas and go to AGB or something like that. I'm bringing my black ball-headed self home. Ain't no place like Randy Earl Draper Senior knows how to go home. You need to bring your old self home. The older you are, you ought to be getting more holy. Not more foolish. You you got you almost got one foot in the grave, still slipping and sliding around here. That's all omniscience. (laughs) Hebrews 4.13 says, and I'll be done. Somebody said, I'll be glad when he gets through. (laughs) And there is, Hebrews 4.13 says, and there is no creature hidden from his sight. God sees all those creatures under the earth crawling down in the holes, in the crevices, in the caves. Under the sea, then he sees everything in heaven, everything in space, everything on earth. There is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. And all God's children said, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this word. And, Father, these were just seven. I could give another seven next week and still not be through. <laughs> but, Father, if I gave all your attributes, we wouldn't get through Genesis. And so, Father, I gave them a portion, and may they search out the others. Thank you, Father, that you're a high God, you're holy God. You are real. You are God all by yourself. And the word of God, the Bible it's so true. Help us to run and confess our sins. You shed your blood that we'll be able to put all sinful thoughts, deeds, and actions actions under your blood. So that when we stand before you and look at you, and you look at us, you see a child who's redeemed and keeping clean through your blood. Thank you for a timely word today. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And people are coming here in droves because they really want to know the truth of your word. Thank you for the treasure chest of your word. In Jesus' name. And all God's children said.
1: taste and see that the Lord is good. Maranatha Bible Church celebrates 30 years of service to the glory of God for his abundant favor and immeasurable blessings in two celebratory services. Join us for an evening of praise, worship, and fine dining on Friday, May the 18th, 2018, featuring musical artist and stellar award winner Micah Stampley at the Marriott Northwest Ballroom. 3233 Northwest Loop 410 San Antonio, Texas. Advanced ticket purchases at $50 per person are available through Thursday, May the 10th, 2018, by contacting April at 210 821 5683, extension 222. You are also invited to our celebratory worship service and musical on Sunday, May the 20th, 2018, at 10 a.m. At Maranatha Bible Church, 7855 East Loop, 1604 North, Converse, Texas. The Maranatha Bible Church family looks forward to celebrating the amazing goodness of God with you.